0: This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast.
1: Be not dismayed whatever be. you Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine Heir of salvation, purchase of God Born of the Spirit, washed in His blood This is my story, this is my song Praising my Savior all the day long This is my story, this is my song Praising my Savior all the day long
2: Perfect submission, perfect
1: delight Visions of rapture now burst in my sight Angels descending, bring from above Echoes of mercy, whispers of love and watching, looking above, filled with His goodness, lost in His love.
0: This is my story, this
1: is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior
0: all the day long. Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Duranda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague, and thanks today to Jim Hagerud and Debbie Tague, our musicians, Steve Helling, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC Podcast, and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio, 93.1 FM, and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577 by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. We want to thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. A couple of announcements we'd like to share with you. Uh, There's a church-wide uh, service at st joseph catholic church at seven o'clock on the 24th uh, be a time for all the churches or as many churches as possible to share together thanksgiving on the 27th of november marianne bowman will be our preacher and on december 3rd 9 to 12 in the morning geronda lutheran will be having their bazaar, and you are all welcome all those events the church is anywhere people gather in Jesus's name even when we are not together in a church building God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship therefore wherever you are at this time worshiping in Jesus name your present location is the church you may want to have a cloth to lay before you a candle or a cross You might enjoy making a small worship space to enhance your at-home worship experience you may also want to have bible or bibles for the kids at the and the home worship materials as we begin worship it is our desire to honor god to open our hearts to the spirit of god's love and presence and begin with the invocation Dedicating this hour in the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. Come, let us go up to the mountain of God, to the house of God of Jacob. God will teach us God's ways, and we will make and we will walk in God's paths. We continue with the confession and forgiveness. We confess our sins before God and one another. Gracious God, we have sinned against you and our neighbors. We have taken what is not ours and justified our actions. We have turned away from your wisdom. We have not done justice, loved kindness, nor walked humbly with you. Forgive us for the harms we have caused through word and action, and restore us to the joy of following your will for us. God knows our every weakness and yet loves us without ceasing. Rejoice and be glad, for the God of grace and mercy forgives you all your sins. For the sake of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, Debbie, we got a
2: holiday coming up in, what, three four days, Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. One of my favorite holidays. Not just because I like to eat, but uh, it's a day that we should give thanks to God. For all the blessings he's bestowed on us. You know, it's not really it's not a religious holiday, not a church holiday, but yet I kinda think it is. I, I look at it as a church holiday.
3: And uh, or a family holiday.
2: You betcha. And one thing that sticks in my craw a little bit is when people refer to Thanksgiving as Turkey Day, we're not honoring any doggone Turkey. We're giving thanks to God for all the blessings we have. You ask people, well, you know, what you're thankful for or what they're thankful for, and they'll say, well, you know, probably their health, their family. Then they might get down to their good job, their house. There's a lot of things that we really overlook that we should be thankful for that people never get to experience. You know, when we crawl in bed at night, those clean, good-smelling sheets, and you lay your head on that comfortable pillow and you're on that comfortable mattress. Or in the wintertime, you pull the covers up or a nice quilt over you, And it feels pretty good. And there's a lot of people that never, ever get to experience that. And Mm -hmm. I feel so bad for the kids that never get a nice, warm bed Mm -hmm. to go to 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 bed in. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. this next song we're going to sing kind of talks about maybe some of the things that we take for granted that we should be thankful for. Mm -hmm. While the world looks upon me as I struggle
1: They say I have nothing, but they are so wrong In my heart I'm rejoicing how I wish they could see Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me For there's a roof up above me, I've a good place to sleep Food on my table And shoes on my feet You gave me your love, Lord And a fine family Thank you, Lord For your blessings on
2: me Well, you know I'm not wealthy These clothes, they're not new
1: Me, That's all that matters Though the world may not see Thank you, Lord For your blessings on me For there's a roof up above me I've a good place to sleep There's food on my table And shoes on my feet Fine family, thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. Yes, thank you, Lord,
4: for your blessings on me.
2: This next song, we're going to do Precious Memories. I think a lot of those memories are around some of these holidays and these yeah. family gatherings that we think back years and decades ago mm-hmm. precious memories
1: on
4: Yeah.
0: Please join me in the prayer of the day. God of wisdom, the prophet Isaiah foretold the time of peace, when weapons would be turned into tools for farming. Give us hope that peace is possible in our war-torn world and the courage to work for it. Amen. I encourage you now to share a sign of peace. Bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today beginning with a touch on the forehead and use the Trinity formula. Be blessed, or I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. At this time, we'll turn to the Holy Scriptures and Steve Helling with the children's sermon.
5: The first reading is uh text is from Isaiah 36, one through three, 13 through 20. Thirty-seven, one through seven, and then two, one through four. In the fourteenth year of King Hezekiah, King Sennacherib of Assyria came up against all the fortified cities of Judah and captured them. The king of Assyria sent his Reb Shaka from Lachish to King Hezekiah at Jerusalem with a great army. <clears throat> he stood by the conduit of the upper pool on the highway to the fuller's field. And there came out to him Eliakim son of Hilkiah who was in charge of the palace and Shebna the secretary and Joah son of Asaph the recorder. Then the Rabshakeh stood and called out in a loud voice in the language of Judah, Hear the words of the great king, the king of Assyria. Thus says the king, do not let Hezekiah deceive you for he will not be able to deliver you. Do not let Hezekiah make you rely on the Lord by saying, The Lord will surely deliver us. This city will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah, for thus says the king of Assyria, Make your peace with me and come out to me. Then every one of you will eat from your own vine and your own fig tree and drink water from your own cistern. Until I come and take you away to a land like your own land, a land of grain and wine, a land of bread and vineyards. Do not let Hezekiah mislead you by saying, "'The Lord will save us.' Has any of the gods of the nation saved their land out of the hands of the king of Assyria? Were the gods of Hamath and Arpad? were the gods of Sepharvim, have they delivered Samaria out of my hand? Who among all the gods of these countries have saved their countries out of my hand, that the Lord should save Jerusalem out of my hand?' When King Hezekiah heard it, he tore his clothes, covered himself with sackcloth, and went into the house of the Lord. And he sent Eliakim, who was in charge of the palace, and Shebna, the secretary, and the senior priests, covered with sackcloth to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amoz. They said to him, Thus says Hezekiah, This day is a day of distress, of rebuke, and of disgrace. Children have come to the birth, and there is no strength to bring them forth. It may be that the Lord your God heard the words of Rabshekah, whom his master, the king of Assyria, has sent to mock the living God and will rebuke the words that the Lord your God has heard. Therefore, lift up your prayer for the remnant that is left. When the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah, Isaiah said to them, Say to your master, Thus says the Lord, Do not be afraid because of the words that you have heard with which the servant of the king of Assyria have reviled me. I myself will put a spirit in him, so that he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. The word that Isaiah, son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem, in days to come the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and shall be raised above the hills, all the nations shall stream to it. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and shall arbitrate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Here ends the first reading. The Gospel is from the, uh, the book of Luke, chapter 23, verses 33 through 43. When they came to the place that is called the Skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by, watching, But the leader scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself. If he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up off and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him saying, do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Here ends the gospel. Good morning, young neighbors. I hope you are doing well. Are you excited about playing in the snow and Thanksgiving coming up next week? It is a great time for us to be thankful for the blessings God has given us. How great is it to have a large part of your family together as well? Today we're going to talk about having faith in God even when things aren't going well in our lives. Today's reading talks about an army that is threatening to conquer God's people. This army had crushed other people that believed in other gods, and it was now at Jerusalem. The general sent a person out to tell God's people, don't believe in your God. Look at what we've done to the other people that believed in a God. We crushed them. Don't trust your God, your God will fail you. Just like the other gods failed the other people. You should trust us. We will conquer you and let you live here and be nice until we change our minds. We will move you to another place that is just as good as where you live now. Now, let's think about it. Do you really think that person was telling the truth? Should we not trust our God? Would the people really be treated well by a conquering army? Of course not. The king went to his trusted advisor, Isaiah, and asked him, What should we do? can we trust in our God? The king was told, yes, God would take care of the invading army. Now let's take this to a personal level. Bad things happen in our lives. Sometimes they are our fault, sometimes not. We are never promised that because we believe in God, everything will always go great for us. Sometimes we have to go through tough times to learn a lesson and grow our faith. The key is keeping your faith in God. Pray, talk to him. Ask for guidance, wisdom, and good decision-making. Help you to get through the tough times so you can get to the good times on the other side. When you're having tough times, some people might say, see, your God doesn't care for you, why do you believe? This is when your faith in God becomes very important. If you ask and listen, he can help you get through those tough times. Not just make them go away. That's not realistic. There is work we have to do. We are part of the solution. It is one thing to ask God to deliver you from difficult circumstances. Quite another to take responsibility for why you're in those circumstances in the first place. Having faith will help you get through those times and make God-based decisions, not world-based decisions. There is a huge difference. When you rely on God to help you and follow his guidance, you will gain peace. You have a true path to follow to get through the tough times. Others will see how you stayed strong with your faith in God and his guidance helped you. Remember the song, This Little Light of Mine? You will become a light to others to follow God, not the world. Don't keep your faith a secret. There are many people that have been invited to believe in God, but don't do so yet. You could be the one that helps them believe. Let's fold our hands and bow our heads for a short prayer. Dear God and Jesus, I am thankful for what you do for me. I understand that life has ups and downs. You are there to help me no matter what. All I have to do is have faith in you and ask for help through prayer. Help me to remember to rely on you.
0: Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. I'd like to share a a little poem to start off. It's from uh, Loving Promises by Heller Steiner Rice. The promises of man may fail, but God's promises prevail. In this uncertain world of trouble, with its sorrow, sin, and strife, People need a haven for his heart to endure the storms of life. He keeps hoping for a promise of better, bigger things, with the power and the prestige that fame and fortune brings. And the world is rife with promises that are fast and falsely spoken, for man in his deceptive way knows his promises can be broken. But when God makes a promise, it remains forever true. For everything God promises, He unalterably will do. So read the promises of God that will never fail or falter, and inherit everlasting life, which even death cannot alter. And when you're disillusioned and every hope is blighted, recall the promises of God, and your faith will be relighted. Knowing there's one lasting promise on which man can depend, and that's the promise of salvation, and a life that has no end. The text is uh, a little different. We use some of the narrative, but we also use the uh, from the lectionary, dealing with Christ the King Sunday. So I'll be sharing more on the the gospel text of Christ the King. It's a strange text when you think about it, going to uh, the crucifixion in November. Usually that's Good Friday. Why would we do it now on Christ the King Sunday? Yet if we think about it, it makes sense. In fact, Jesus might even smile as we think it through because he said that he might think that we might actually be catching on. Because, you see, we want to see a God who is powerful and uses that power to rule. But we have that strange life of Jesus that shows us who God is and what God wants to accomplish in our world and in our lives. So we see Christmas that is soon to be here, and we proclaim the newborn king. But the newborn king is born in a stable, in an obscure land, far from the powerful. Hardly anybody noticed. Just got some shepherds, family, three kings that came later. Herod, who was fearful that his power would be taken away, didn't even have a clue as to who Jesus was. He just was afraid of him. And then you look at the followers. Nothing exceptional about them. They weren't politically powerful, not religiously powerful. The followers seemed to be ordinary people like you and me. Hardly people that you would expect to change the world. And then the cross. There the king, Christ the king, is nailed. For others, not just for the ruler himself. Douglas Meeks, uh, in a sermon, shares some thoughts. The word has spread far and wide. There's a teacher from Nazareth who speaks with authority and power, and through him the righteousness of God heals sick people, makes the blind see and lame and leprous people whole again, frees people from their demons and feeds hungry people, And so the crowd has come. They are there with great expectancy, for they are the ones who are hungering and thirsting for righteousness. And many in the crowd no longer expect righteousness from anyone except from Jesus of Nazareth. Only this hope to find life in Jesus can explain the way the crowd is pushing and pressing around Jesus. The strange thing is that Jesus is no crowd pleaser. And as we read further, several times, he had just barely escaped from the heated crowd. On other occasions, crowds had tried to make Jesus a king because they thought he could raise big armies to throw the Romans out of their country. On still other occasions, the crowd had tried to make Jesus into a magician who could do the tricks that they wanted him to do. But Jesus had already decided that he was not going to be subject to the whims of the crowd. But even if he was not going to follow the desire of the crowd, he was constantly called by his Father to be with the crowd. In Luke, the term crowd is another word for the people, that is, the poor people. The poor, in Luke's term, is for those who constantly press around Jesus and in whose midst Jesus constantly finds himself. This word poor in Luke refers to the descendants of those people who were left behind in Palestine when Israel went into the Babylonian captivity. The Babylonian rulers wanted to take into captivity only those Jews who were powerful, talented people to serve them. So the weak, the handicapped, the illiterate were left behind. Several generations later, these people had come to be known as the common people of the land. This was a derogatory title given to them by the Jewish upper classes. The common people of the land were the people whose destiny was tied to the land. They were the uneducated, uncultured, unclean, and unorganized people. They were the powerless people with no access to politics, economics, and the law. They were unreligious people who could not enter the temple or uh, intermarry with other Jews. They were the people who could not keep the law and thus could, not, could expect no salvation from the law. They were the people who had no place in the son. But according to Luke, it was to these people that God sent his son. That is at once good news and the offense of the gospel. It is good news because God in his grace comes to the poor and those who have no reason to expect a future of salvation for themselves but it is an offense to all those who have made themselves righteous and who have made themselves more religious than the others and who have collected the goods of the world to the exclusion of the poor. The poor, the crowd, experience an ecstatic joy when Jesus says to them, blessed are you poor. But Jesus becomes offensive when he announces this in the hearing of the rich and religious people. They must hear the blessing of Jesus only new blessing that Jesus got that's not found in the Old Testament. Blessed is he or she who takes no offense at me. Jesus will be good news to us only in our lives when he is not an offense to us. You see, Jesus turned the world upside down. What we expect is not what he did. Jesus came was the power to serve. The power he had was to forgive the power he gave was to heal the power to love the power to is that is given not taken. The world looks at power as something to rule the power to take the power to be served the power for self number one. I like the image of the triangle. Because in the triangle, most of the world looks at it where the top of the triangle is where the ruler is, where the king is, where the one is to be served and who we like to be or where we like to be. And everyone serves that person. But Jesus turns it upside down, and there the ruler becomes one who serves all. And it is all the others that are being lifted up and that are being served by the ruler. A servant leader, something that we need to keep learning in our church, in our world, in our own personal lives. To be a disciple is to learn this in our friendships. Are friends only there so they can hear our stories, so that we can talk about ourselves, the things that are our joys and our needs? Or do we listen to our friends and lift them up and take care of them. In marriage, does it mean that we are fulfilled in our partner and that partner is to serve us and to make us happy? Or do we serve the one that we live with and love and show the grace and mercy to help them succeed and to complete them? In politics, when we talk about justice and peace, are we looking just for justice for ourselves Or are we taking what Jesus does where he looks for justice for others, where peace can be attained for others in leadership? If we are called into leadership, is it so that we can rule? Or is it so that we can give? There's another story that I've shared before, but I I think it kind of takes this one, what I'm trying to say. And it's from Stories from the Heart by Donald Wildman. Once the king of a large kingdom was growing old, he decided it was time to select an heir from among his four sons, so he called them in one at a time to discuss the inheritance of his kingdom. When the first son entered the chamber of the king, sat down, the king spoke to him, Ah, my son, I am very old and will not live much longer. I wish to entrust my kingdom to the son best suited to receive it. Tell me, If I leave my kingdom to you, what will you give to the kingdom? Now this son was very rich. So when asked the question, he replied, I am a man of vast wealth. If you leave me your kingdom, I will give it all. I will give it all of my wealth, and it will be the richest kingdom in all the world. Well, thank you, son, the king said as he dismissed this one. When a second son entered, the king spoke to him, My son, I am very old and will not live much longer. I wish to entrust my kingdom to the, the son best suited to receive it. Tell me, if I leave my kingdom to you, what will you give to the kingdom? Now this son was very intelligent. So when asked the question, he replied, I am a man of vast intelligence. If you leave me your kingdom... I will give it all of my intelligence, and it will be the most intelligent kingdom in all the world." Well, thank you, son, the king said as he dismissed the son. When the third son entered, the king spoke to him, My son, I am very old and will not live much longer. I wish to entrust my kingdom to the son best suited to receive it. Tell me, if I leave my kingdom to you, what will you give to the kingdom? Now this son was very strong, so when asked the question, he replied, I am a man of great strength. If you leave me your kingdom, I will give it all my strength, and it will be the strongest kingdom in all the world. Thank you, son, the king said as he dismissed this son. The fourth son entered and was greeted by the king in the same fashion as the other three. My son, I am very old and will not live much longer. I wish to entrust my kingdom to the son best suited to receive it. Tell me, if I leave my kingdom to you, what will you give to the kingdom? Now this son wasn't especially rich or smart or strong. So he replied, My father, you know that my brothers are much richer, smarter, and stronger than I am. While they have spent years gaining these attributes, I have spent my time among the people in your kingdom. I have shared with them in their sickness and sorrow, and I have learned to love them. I'm afraid that the only thing I have to give to your kingdom is my love of the people. I know that my brothers have much more to offer than I do. Therefore, I will not be disappointed in not being named your heir. I will simply go on doing what I have always done." Well, when the king died, the people anxiously awaited the news of their new ruler. And the greatest rejoicing the kingdom ever knew took place when the fourth son was named by the king as his successor. I would hope that as we celebrate Christ the king, we would understand that he walked among the people. He loved them. He not only loved them, he loves us. And his kingdom is made of love, made of servanthood, of caring for the people who are sick and sorrowful, caring for those who are alone, caring for those who need and seek righteousness. The king that we have is one who has the most important trait of all. Jesus loves us. What a gift, what a celebration that should take place in the church Sunday after Sunday, day after day, as we understand Christ is King for us. Amen.
1: Standing on the promises of Christ, my King Through eternal ages let His praises ring Glory in the highest I will shout and sing Standing on the promises of God Standing on the promises of God Standing, standing Standing on the promises of God, my Savior Standing, standing I am standing on the promises of God
0: We continue by sharing our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffering under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again and ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We'll continue with the prayers of the Church.
4: Lord, listen to your children. Lord, send your Spirit
3: of your justice and mercy, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Faithful God, you proved your loyalty to the people of Judah by delivering them from Assyrian conquest. Remind us daily that you are the great deliverer, even when we are unable to recognize it. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Your faithfulness sustains all creation. Teach us to nurture your creation so that it can sustain life for generations to come. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Strengthen our leaders that they might stand up to injustice and lead us forward in the way of peace. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Bring healing to all who suffer ailments of body, spirit, and mind, especially Becky Anderson, Clara Gerish, Richard Roos, Shirley Lenz, Ida Martinson, Helen Jorgensen, Dave Christensen, Maury and Lee Nicholson, Scott Morgan, Jim Wade, Julie Dubois, Rachel Seacrest, Randy Goglin, Gary Fredrickson, Helen Erickson, Christina Burgett, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Kelsey Zamuda, Jean Hoisington, Arlene Johnson, Dixie Taig, Craig Olson, and Carolee Swanson. Do for all who are sick what we cannot do for ourselves. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Help us to live in peace with our neighbors, both near and far. Teach us to live with justice, mercy, and love. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. We remember all your saints, O God, who proclaimed your action in their lives. May we join them in trusting you until we see them in the flesh. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. We lift all for whom we pray into your loving arms. O God, in the name of Jesus, our Savior, amen.
0: People of faith, we are called to continue to strengthen the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and to serve our neighbors. Let us pray. God of peace, you call us to be the light of the world. We offer these gifts that with them you might shine the light of hope on all who are in need. Continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you a favor and grant you peace. Amen. Soon and very soon We
1: are going to see the king. soon and very soon we are going to see the king. Soon and very soon we are going to see the king. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we are going to see the king. No more crying there, we are going to see the king. We are going to see the king no more crying there we are going to see the king hallelujah hallelujah we're going to see the king no more dying there we are going to see the king no more dying there we are going to see the king no <specs andília> we are going to see the king, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to see the king soon and very soon. We are going to see the king. Soon and very soon We are going to see the King ready. Soon and very soon we are going. To Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King.
4: Soon and very
0: soon. Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Duranda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran
5: Churches. Our small-town church is in Amher, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate,
0: please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. No more
1: crying there, we are going to see the King. No more
4: crying there, we are going to see the King.